0: edition of the Down Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy who decided two weeks after I shaved my head to look exactly like me, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how's it going tonight?
1: Richard, I'm doing pretty well. A couple pounds lighter without that mop on my head, and... Um... Uh, big thank you to my wife, Kay, for helping me cut my hair there, and uh, things are uh, things are going well today here in the greater Seattle area. How's uh, how's life on the Idaho side of things?
0: Uh, it's been great. It was a sunny day today. I think it was about, I don't know, 50, 60 degrees. Felt pretty good. We had some doors open, some windows open, um, but yeah, just a good day in Idaho. You know, every other day it's snowing, so... Um, you know, it's nice to have some sun, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, so yeah, you had Kate shave your head. Is that, is she normally do your hair?
1: She does my hair since COVID So since COVID. I've just like had her shave my head and I'm not in the office anymore. I work remote. So, I mean, I don't need to look super presentable with my hair cut and all pretty and nice. So yeah, but, uh, she does cut it pretty nice though. Nice and short. So there you go. Yeah. You go
0: that that's Abby does mine. She uh she shaves it to the guard and then uh she sits there like two weeks later, like your hair's growing back so fast. What the heck?
1: Yep. So I can relate, yeah. Yep. Um,
0: yep, yep. Before we get into anything, thank you again for coming back and taking time to listen to another Forks Down podcast. Um, returning listeners, welcome back. If you're a first time listener, hey. You know, thanks for choosing us. Thanks for coming on board. And hopefully we're your uh, new home for Mariners baseball talk. Um, you know, Bo and I, this is this is episode 3030, you know. So uh, I feel like we're getting a little more uh, comfortable, you know, in a sense. And uh, hopefully we're bringing you some fun insights, some, uh, some stuff that you don't normally look at or, you know, whatever. So if you haven't already, please go hit uh, – our social media pages, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just search Forks Down Podcast. Uh, hit us with a like on there. And then also on your podcast listening apps, go hit like and subscribe. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. And, uh, you know, just one quick note, we, we had a little snafu on Friday's episode. Um, you know, we just had some logistical things that made it not play. Um, and Bo and I really can't describe what it was happened, only on it was only on but, spotify
1: uh, right wasn't it only on spotify it,
0: yeah it was only on spotify it wasn't um i tried i know you tried apple podcast i tried google podcast and amazon music and stuff it all popped up on there so it's just on spotify so i want to apologize for our spotify listeners if uh you didn't get the episode right on time you know we were dropping it at eight and you could hear the ad, but you couldn't hear us after that. So um, just apologize for that. Cause we don't know what happened and uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen again. You know, um, we will determine what happened and you know, we won't do it next time. I don't know. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, go hit like, or subscribe on your podcast listening app for us and maybe hit us with a five stars. We're not, it's not for our ego, you know, it, it's to help us drive us up the charts. So, uh, more people can potentially listen to us. So, yeah. With all that being said, Bo, uh, we did have some moves finally, um, you know, within the Seattle organization, and one that wasn't really surprising, honestly.
1: Yep. Uh, Cooper Hummel was optioned, and Sam Haggerty was activated. Uh, you know, I think the the musical chairs a little bit was Jose Caballero came up earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think there'll be another move. I think subsequently in the future, after Dylan Moore gets back at some point, it does seem like there um, does seem like Dylan Moore may be taking a little bit longer than we anticipated. Uh, but the actual move was mm-hmm. yes, Cooper Humble was optioned, Sam Haggerty was activated, um, and uh, you know that's really the that's really the extent of the Mariners' moves thus far. Um, I think we're all just kind of waiting to see what the Dylan Moore side of things is going to look like um and then uh i think obviously um that i think tommy's the Stella and what tommy's the Stella, he didn't bat at all this weekend in the, the cardinal series and that may be a precursor of um might be his time to go i don't quite know yet and then it's all going to depend on dylan moore but uh good to have hagerty back regardless um i hope cooper Hummel can go to tacoma and um kind of work a couple things out i think there's still a lot of promise there we saw in we saw it in spring training, I think, with Cooper Hummel. So I'm hopeful that um, he'll be back with us at some point. Um, I don't quite know what. Maybe if we have a catcher catcher injury, or you know, somebody another you know, somebody in the outfield slot to help us there. So I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see him back, but um, he probably needs some time in Tacoma. Yeah, um, and he's
0: going down there, and it seems like Tacoma. At least one person in particular is tearing the cover off the ball um have you been watching a lot of tacoma games i have
1: not been watching a lot a lot of uh like an actual like a lot of the games themselves i've been trying to follow the stats and the teams what not actually watch a whole lot of the games but uh, what about you been you watching any
0: i haven't but um i think they noted i think it was on friday's broadcast or maybe it was saturdays mike ford is leading the pcl right now with like i think it was like 11 or 12 home mm-hmm. runs or something wild um do you think he could force his hand to get a, a roster spot? You know, I know Dylan Moore is not that far away, but I, I mean, if he continues to match down there like that, what's stopping him from, you know, what's stopping the Mariners from them bringing him up and him, you know, DH for us or something.
1: I mean, I guess it's possible. Um <clears throat> I, uh, I'm trying to remember, was it Jose Marmalero Marmoleos a couple years ago that like destroyed a double triple a and they just kind of kept him down there mm-hmm. for a while. And, um, I feel like somebody that's unfortunately in his age 30 season, um, doing well in triple a, um, <clears throat> the Mariners might give him a shot if there's a spot here. Maybe if you could see like Ty France needs to go on the IL, um, but, uh, Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really know what it's going to take to get Mike Ford on the, on the roster again, you know, at least give him some at bats. Um, I think mm-hmm. that they, they obviously want to see how well, I think they're probably still going to ride with Tommy still a couple times, but, um, it's difficult for me to see Mike Ford getting on there. And maybe, I mean, I would say, you know, he did have a good spring, right. Um, that can maybe coincide a little bit with what we're seeing thus far, but, uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what it's going to take for him to at least maybe get a couple of bats here and there. But yeah, I think you you pointed out. Yeah. Let's call it out here real quick. Three twenty um, eight, three twenty on three twenty eight batting average, three ninety five on base percentage, and a six eighty seven slug. So he has six home runs right now, and he's uh, he's tearing it up. So um, oh, well, who who did I hear had eleven home runs? Well, 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 Tatis had, Tatis was, I think, Tatis had seven home runs. I think that's what he had right there Uh, before he got the call up. So you might've been, you might, uh, you might've been mixing up for Tatis and Mike Ford, because, you know, those two are really alike in a lot of ways. So, you know, there you go. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it
0: was, there's something with 11. I remember 11 from, from whatever was told, but I was kind of like, that's kind of shocking, but, um, you know, regarding Cooper Hummel, yeah, same thing that you said, hoping to go down and figure it out. I am actually really gra- glad they sent him down and optioned him instead of Caballero, because yep. um, I've been having fun watching Caballero uh, play. Um, you know, I, I obviously don't think he's going to take JP's spot, because I think JP's doing very well at in the nine hole right now. Um, you know, getting a lot of walks. He's just getting on base. Um, he has a good eye, and... Um, you know, I think he's doing what needs to be done in front of Julio, you know, as they come back up top the lineup, but, um, you know, Caballero is going to come in and and get some playing time and, you know, when JP needs some rest, maybe, uh, when Wong needs some rest, you know, and, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dylan Moore when he comes back. I'm sure they're going to ease him in, you know, and obviously get him some time at second base, but I could see him you know, mixing it up in the outfield too. And, you know, those guys need days off. So, yeah. Um, you know, with those notes, um, did that happen on Thursday, Friday with Hummel being option? I don't remember offhand.
1: I don't remember offhand. Yeah. I I I thought it was, uh, Thursday was, yeah, I think it might've happened Thursday. I can pull it up here, but, um,
0: Thursday, yeah. yeah, I think it was Thursday because it led into the Mariners Cardinal series, and you know, um, two of the three days we I, I f- was really pleased with what I saw. Um, you know, let's hop into Friday's game, and uh, you know, I thought you know, winning pitcher was Kirby. We we won five to two. The Mariners won five to two. Um, you know, kind of get us out of uh, um, a little of a losing streak after uh, getting swept by milwaukee um but kirby came in pitched a great game and uh they had to battle back a little bit but um you know they they they're they ended up pulling out the w and um i kind of liked what i saw on friday you know kind of a good precursor to uh you know kind of the rest of the series
1: yeah no friday was uh i thought friday was a pretty good pitching performance from all parties involved um uh, George and then handing it over to the bullpen um I think to kind of pinpoint the bullpen real quick I feel like the that's the one point where we kind of been talking about it's just been a little bit all over the place it's it had some really shining spots it's had some other spots where it hasn't quite um, hasn't quite been there and I thought that the bullpen came really well together on Friday to help with that win Justin topa is starting to look like a pretty good pretty good find right now by uh, Jerry and team um, striking out uh, two mm-hmm. strikeouts in that game. Um, so I think the pitching stuck out, I think to me, probably a most on, um, the Friday game. Um, but I think, uh, on the offensive side, uh, the guy to me that, um, as is, is, he's starting to come alive, maybe not as much as Mr. Kelnick, but, uh, Teoscar Hernandez is starting to come alive. And I think that, um, really, really positive signs of what we're seeing there guys still just hitting the ball pretty well. Um, He's uh, hitting at the right spots. Just in like in this lineup right now, I think that um, we're kind of needing that big bat a little bit. Um, just given, um, I won't go as far to say as Julio's struggles, but um, Teos uh, Teos just looked really good right now, and you know he had the two home runs this weekend, um, both in big spots in the games, help us win both those games. Um, he's the guy offensively that stuck out the most to me. Coupled with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the bullpen, specifically Justin Topa, and then, you know, a pretty overall good game from George Kirby.
0: Yep. Final line for Kirby on Friday. Six innings pitched, three hits, did give up two runs, and both of them were earned. Had three Ks. Um, you know, didn't feel like he struck out a lot, but he had a, um, you know, I feel like he had a few whiffs. Um, you noted he was using the curveball more than than usual, um, so I don't know if that's a different route he's wanting to go. You know, um, I wouldn't say he's necessarily struggled in the early season, but um, he certainly had to turn it around the last couple starts. Um, Trevor Gott and uh, Justin Topa both got a hold in the game. Uh, it was Trevor Gott's fourth, Topa's third. Um, Gott didn't have any strikeouts or base on balls or hits or anything, um, but Topa had two strikeouts. And then Paul Seawald, just as I said, you know, the last podcast, that I feel like Seawald's coming in and striking out a lot. Seawild um, got the save, didn't strike out anyone on Friday, um, which was kind of a bummer. <laughs> so, um, but hitting-wise, uh, you know, T.O. had a, a great game, had three runs, uh, one RBI, base on balls, 1K. Uh, had his fourth home run, had his 11th RBI. Uh, Kelnick uh, had two RBIs. Um, Pollock had two RBIs. Um, Pollock did go one for four, but the one hit was a big one. And, uh, like I said earlier, Caballero played second, came in, went one for three, you know, uh, and, you know, referencing what I said with, uh, JP, he had one base on balls. He went 0 for two, but had a base on balls, um, in that game too. But, uh, yeah, very, very good team win on Friday. Um, again, I had to battle back, uh, and, and definitely this was, This was the series. So, Milwaukee was kind of, we got Corbin Burns in game one, and then two and three, you know, it was starters that we could, you know, should have keyed in on. This go around against the Cardinals, I felt like the first two games were the winnable games. And then when we were going to see Jack Flaherty on Sunday, it was going to be a difficult, difficult game, which ended up being pretty true for the most part as we get into Saturday and Sunday. Because as we get into Saturday, you know, uh, Manners did really well again they they uh got down in the first couple innings but ended up coming back against Miles um uh, Nicholas mm-hmm. and uh you know it was uh it was a close game but they won five to four
1: yeah I wonder and what are you what are your thoughts I kind of felt like maybe a little bit of the I'll, I'll go as far as maybe some of the guidance coming into this weekend was um kind of just swing it it kind of felt like maybe some of the guidance this weekend was just like Hey, we, you know, it's coming off a rough sweep against the Brewers. The um, offense looked a little sluggish mm-hmm. at points Um, because I mean, we, we were able to work our way out of it, but I mean, Steven Matz I think had 18 swing and misses against us on the Friday game, which um Steven Matz has looked, I mean, Steven Matz has not looked super great in his previous games. Right. So I just kind of wonder if our, if some of the guidance was just like, Hey, let's see if we can go out, get some big hits there. Um And you know, I think we'll get into the Sunday game, but you know that was another game where we swung and missed a lot. I know we were going against Flaherty, but um, do you think that do you think maybe some of the guidance with the, just like the pitching staff that the that the Cardos have right now is just like, hey, let's swing the bats, see if we can get something moving for for you, to see if we can get some wins out of this just by you know swinging the bats.
0: Oh yeah, certainly the first two games. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of swing and misses, but it ended up helping us in the long run. You know, um, you said. T.O. had a good weekend. He did. He had a home run on Friday and on Saturday and, um, you know, just was swinging for the fences, and I I felt like he came around. Kelmick had a home run on Saturday. Um, Yeah, so I think, um, you know, they kind of went against the grain um, with what they normally do and and be patient and kind of let the the runs come to them, and they kind of swung a little more, Um, you know, that – that helped a lot of guys like Kelnick and, and Tio and, um, you know, Pollock even, you know, had a couple hits this weekend. Uh, it didn't help guys like Cal Raleigh. Um, Cal struck out five. Let's see. He didn't start on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, between the two games, he had five strikeouts with four of those being on mm. Sunday. You know, so I think it helped other people more than, than – but uh, i I know certainly cal struggled during that um which was kind of a bummer um but yeah i i think it was just a very odd series for both teams like that because i feel like the cardinals are more patient Mm -hmm. too you know everything i see with them they've got two really good hitters in paul goldschmidt and nolan arenado and you know i feel like they're patient enough and and kind of that's the the theme of the team you know they're they're a very patient ball club, and they're actually within the top ten of most offensive categories, you know, in the MLB. And uh, I felt like they come out came out this weekend and were really swinging at a lot of like first pitches, you know, uh, first pitch of Sunday's game. Lars Newbar hit a home run, yeah. you know, so I I feel like that was kind of the theme was uh, let's uh, let's swing at the ball. A little
1: yeah, bit. it honestly looked like to me just two teams that didn't really play each other, play against each other a whole lot. Like that's kind of what it looked like to me a little bit. It was just like, this is just an NL team and AL team that honestly just don't play a whole lot. Like they're going to come out here and guys that they haven't seen before. We could talk about, um, uh, I think it was the, um, yeah, the Wednesday, the Wednesday, I'm, no, I'm doing the thing that you do now. Uh, the Saturday game, <laughs> the Saturday game where Matt Brash is just very dirty and, uh, struck out, um, you know all the, all the cardinal has hitters that he faced, so like it just seemed like two teams that didn't really play each other a whole lot. That just wanted to kind of come out and swing the about the bat. But um, I guess one question I did have for you is just how are you feeling about? There's been a lot of there's been a lot made about the Mariners' struggles at designated hitter. Do you feel like AJ Pollock is the answer thus far at designated hitter? Do you feel like? I mean, I also don't know what other options we really have, but like, do you think that that's a good spot for him given that Kelnick's starting to you know, um, trend upwards. Anyways,
0: I think it is for now. He did go two for twelve this this uh, weekend, but he had a big spot in Friday's game and came around. And Saturday's game, he went one for four. He did have two Ks. Um, yeah, Sunday was the big one. He went zero for four, had two Ks. Um, but I mean, I'm not mad at him being in. I think he's a very, very better option than Cooper Hummel or Tommy Wasstilla. Mm-hmm. Again, that that goes back to: Do we bring up Mike Ford and see if he can kind of be our our catalyst in the DH spot? Um, you know, obviously too. You know, something to look forward to. You know, if we're we're contending, going on in the season, going further in the season, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Mariners are going to go trade for a hitter. You know, um, you know, maybe it won't necessarily be Brian Reynolds. You know, like we all wanted to. You know, but if we do get someone like that, that's an outfielder, you know, uh, they're going to need, or that's going to put four outfielders on the team that, you know, need to come up and hit. So one of them will have to play the DH spot. That might slide TO in to play some more DH, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, right now I'm content with it. You know, you, you might get a different answer from me after next week. You know, after we go on this, this road, trip and we go face philadelphia toronto you know i could say that pollock's not the answer but um i was kind of at the start of this season saying pollock needs to get more at bats against righties and lefties and that's what we're seeing now
1: yeah i think a super curious part is that he actually doesn't have a hit against lefties this year which is like why we brought him in was to hit lefties so it's kind of weird but Mm -hmm. uh kind of different how that works but um yeah mm-hmm. sorry you no know, sidebar real quick do you know the pittsburgh pirates are 16 and 7 right now 16 and 7 the pittsburgh pirates on the note of the on the note of the of the of the, of the uh pirates there and by reynolds but um
0: you 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 better uh go get better, your better get you better get your pirate, pirate series.
1: series the that yeah. pirates team but yeah. um anyways yeah. no that was uh just a just a fun note there so um yeah, no, Friday Friday was uh Friday was a good ball game. I thought Saturday, moving on to Saturday right, was a good ball game as well. Um yeah.
0: I, I am kind of bummed. I have to say,
1: you know, we haven't mentioned
0: him the whole time. Luis yeah. Castillo, you know, La came in. He did give up uh three earned today, so his or his today. He did give up three earned runs on Saturday, so his ERA did go up to like one fifty by the end of the game. But um, he still had eight Ks and five innings. You know, looked really well. Did walk a couple, Um, but uh, you know, you talk about you. you, I find it funny that you're saying this was just a classic AL versus NL team that don't play each other a lot. But in that game, particularly, Luis Castillo has seen a lot of the Cardinals. Judging he came from the Reds, you know, so it's like, you know, I, I. I'm not gonna say the the Cardinals had his number, but um you can definitely tell that they've had a few a few at bats against him previous to his time in Seattle. So
1: Yeah, and they uh I mean they started him early, right? I think they had was it three singles in that first inning off him? So they started it off early against mm-hmm. him. Um And uh, yeah, they were just able to work some good counts and get his pitch count up. And uh, I think they, I think they did a pretty good, they had a pretty good blueprint for somebody that was going to, you know, maybe not, not, not stop Luis Castillo, but at least slow him down a little bit. They did they had a pretty good blueprint for that. Um, But uh, Mm -hmm. I think for. The most part, I think you've mentioned this to me, but just how we battled back in this game and how we battled back in the Friday game. I think those are very important points to, to just know. It's just that we were mm-hmm. able to kind of dig ourselves out of this hole that I feel like we sometimes don't know how to do or can't quite do. So that was good to good to see in that Friday game and that Saturday game.
0: Yeah, and Tio, Tio was a big part of both Friday and Saturday game. Uh, Kelmick was a was a. Big catalyst all weekend. Um, I, I sent you that text on Sunday. Kelnick's just looking like the MVP of the team so far. Swinging at very good pitches, um, hitting the ball a country mile. Um, and he's just looking so much better, you know? So,
1: yeah. Uh, I think, I think with Jared, I think it's, we've, um, it's just become, it's become, I don't know what it's become at this point, but I think the question now is like, um, not to be the Debbie Downey here, but eventually he's going to, you know, go through like, eventually he's going to go through like a one for 20 stretch or he's going to go through, he's going to have some tough times. Right. And I think that's just given just the way that baseball goes and it's going to be how he advances beyond that or how he gets out of his own head during all that, I think is really going to make to see like, is this breakout for real right can he battle back from you know adversity or challenges that he's gonna have I don't know when that's gonna be I'd be happy if he just continues to hit this way for for the rest of time but um you know I think we're just gonna mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna ride this train while it's hot I know I'm having a good time I know you're having a good time Mariner faithful are having a good time mm-hmm. it opens up JJ Pollock to maybe DH in both spots and D8 to DH versus left-handers and right-handers so like we're all very happy mm-hmm. with it right now and we're all just kind of riding this train I don't want it to stop, but just going to be cautious for, you know, when it does start to come down a little bit. Hopefully he doesn't start to get into his head too much.
0: Yeah, 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 I totally agree. So um, let's move on to Sunday and um, this game didn't go the way we wanted it, but you were at the game. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're the bad luck charm here.
1: I have some I have some bad know, news. But- so I bought a Julio jersey for the playoff game last year, right?
0: Uh, and I wore uh-huh. it to
1: the I wore it to the playoff game, to the infamous playoff game, well the you know the 18 inning game with the Astros that we ended up losing. And the jersey that I picked for this game was also that same Julio jersey. So I uh I think I'm going to take a break on that for the time being for the next game that I go to. And maybe I'll go to a Griffey one or a Felix one. I think that might be it.
0: Mm, I I think you need to go buy a Colton Wong Jersey because you went there, you know, it, it was a three to seven loss. We did take the series two to one, but Colton Wong went three for four on Sunday.
1: He did go three for four. He did go three for four. Yes. Um, i uh again i i, I feel like there's I a caveat i don't want to be i don't want to be uh i'll be no i don't want to be the debbie downer again um but just uh uh don't go look at like stat cast with that but like uh 66 mile per hour off the bat single with uh 10 batting with a 10 with a 10 uh expect oh sorry a 270 uh expected batting average i guess that's not too bad but Um, Hey, I'll take it. Whatever it is. still three for four, regardless of what StatCast says, um, regardless of what the expected batting averages are. Get those stats out of here. Right. Three for four. Colton Wong coming through. So I'll take it
0: on MLB the show. um, One of the one of the announcers says when you hit a bloop single, when you look at the box score tomorrow. All of them are line drives. Hey, so. good
1: point. Good point. Yep. And I think for especially for a guy that's been struggling, I think that's a very positive thing to see the ball uh, you know get through the hole in some places and uh, drop down there. So still enjoying it. Um you know this what else did you see on um, Sunday though? I mean, this game, honestly, after the first uh four innings, quite boring. Quite, quite boring. Um it was uh a little bit of excitement in the first couple of innings. Um Chris Flexen, just, I just, when I watch him and I feel like you can see it, it's more evident in person. Sometimes it's just, it seems like he just doesn't have it right now. And I felt like that was a little evident mm-hmm. more in person, just like, especially with um, the ball that Newt bar hit was like 10 rows below us there. And I'm like, here we go again. Just like, it just seems like he just did not, did have it from the very first pitch of the game. And I think the last three starts that he's had, he's just, not had it. And I don't know if it's, you know, I'm trying to go back through the stat cast side and weed through, like, is there less spin on his fastballs or less spin on his cutter and all that? And it seems like there is a little bit of less movement on his pitches. So maybe that explains um, a little bit of it. The, the pitch velocity itself has not changed too much, but um, I, I wonder if it is strictly that, just that spin. And if he's not getting enough kind of break on his pitches that he used to, um, is what's causing it, mm-hmm. but um, it's just, he hasn't had it the last couple of days, he hasn't had had the last couple of games, it, it kind of felt like from the very first pitch, he didn't have it in this game, and um, I don't know, but it seems like, I think we would probably have to come up with some backup plan for Chris Flexen at this point, that's kind of where I'm going with this, and I don't know what that is, but um, it just seems like the guy just at least doesn't have it right now.
0: Yeah, it, it's so difficult because the theme of the weekend was coming, like digging ourselves out of the hole. And it looked like that within the first four innings because Cardinals got up 3 nothing, Um And then Kelnick hit a home run. We had a couple RBIs. We ended up, you know, the Mariners ended up tying the game 3-3. And then we left Flexen in for the fourth inning and he gave up three more uh, earned runs, you know. So, uh, you know, honestly, Scott probably didn't have the, the foresight of that happening, you know, um, as a fan, you could sit there and armchair manager and be like, it should have just turned into a bullpen game at that point. You know, after the third inning, they should have just went to the bullpen, but with how much our bullpen has been getting worked, I don't think that was an option. We wanted to, you know, give flex in, um, you know, enough, not enough time. I guess we wanted to give the bullpen more innings. And obviously we couldn't do that after four, you know, cause we brought in uh, Murphy for the fifth. Um, but, uh, you know, also, and I'm not, every game should be a game that the Mariners want to win, but um, we would also already won the series. So I wonder if that kind of played in the factor, you know, played a little bit of a factor too with Scott saying, let's just, let him go as long because we've already got two of the three wins, you know, and um it's gonna bring us back close to five hundred. But um yeah, I just Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what should have happened because Chris Flexen just doesn't have it, you know. And if you would ask me at the start of the season it would have been Marco not having it, but you know, very very odd turn of events as the season goes along.
1: Yeah, I I uh I think if the Mariners were gonna try to trade Flexen now, they would They will get turned away, but the the return on that would probably be not what it was before the season right now, anyways. So, um, yeah, yeah, and I mean he did have. I mean Chris Flexon's had some okay spots this this season. Like it still hasn't been. Um, you know, I think as solid or as tight as it was, I think last year. Um, and I was trying to go back through mm-hmm. his logs last year to see kind of he, if he had another bad stretch like this. And he did have a little bit of a rougher stretch right around the beginning of May, somewhere in there. Um, and he did have mm-hmm. a couple of games where he consistently gave up runs. So, um, yeah, I'm going back to I think yeah May 9th through the 21st, he made three starts last year and gave up more than three runs in all three of those starts. So. He has had a little bit of this. Um, I don't know if want to call it struggle to start the season before, but um, this is something we have seen before. So I will give him a little bit more time there to hopefully figure it out. But I don't know how long they're going to but- give him before um, before they try something else. I think that's think that's the I think that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm kind of wondering there, and who that other else might be. Um, I don't quite know. But you were saying something, Go ahead. I,
0: I don't feel like we've seen it at this capacity, though. You know, we talk about Julio's struggles in last April and then coming around in May and ending up, ending up being, you know, uh runaway with the rookie of the year. You mm-hmm. know, um, Flexen last year, you said, oh, he gave up more than three runs and a bunch of starts last year. This year, it's in the last three starts, he's given up 22 yeah. runs. Like that's, that is a lot. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't have a good answer. You know, is it, you know, we, we talked about it. I think last episode is Emerson Hancock ready. I don't know. You know, I've been, I've been looking around at kind of our, our minor leaguers that, uh, you know, could get a shot. And Brian, Wu looks good. Emerson Hancock looks good, but um, Taylor Dollard's in AAA and he's not looking too well you know maybe we can bring up uh McConahan or whatever Darren McConahan and he can get a start but
1: i think it's important you know. to note that Easton McGee has pitched let's see here yeah Easton McGee has 28 innings pitched already in Tacoma this year and um mm-hmm. uh sorry it's taking yeah uh he's pitched he has 28 innings pitched already in Tacoma this year with a 3.14 ERA um Striking out about seven and a half per nine. So, like, I think Easton McGee. That to me reads that Easton McGee is probably going to get a chance. I think sometime soon, if maybe Flexen continues to have struggles. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I don't really know how the Mariners are going to play Emerson Hancock and the rest of the crew down at um, uh, down in Tacoma, Arkansas, right now. I just don't know how the Mariners are going to play that yet until. Maybe they have a better idea, or more confident that if they call up Emerson Hancock, he's going to be able to stick rather than having to, you know, send it back down to uh, to Tacoma or something. So I think Easton McGee might get a shot. Darren, Darren McNaughton, like you said, but um, I also just uh, I, I wonder if it's just with Chris Flexen, if they're just going to ride this out, kind of like they're saying with they're going to do a Tommy Listella until Dylan Moore gets back too. Are we just going to ride these guys out until some of these other guys are ready? I feel like that might be mm-hmm. what we want to do right now, just because Marco is pitching more like a four right at this point and knock yeah. on wood that that continues and Flexen is really pitching like a true five right now. Just um, might give you a chance to win the ball game might not on other nights. So, um, yeah, but, uh, let me get back into this game. So I you know, I think there was a lot of swing and miss at this game on, mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday and kind of Sunday. made it that back end just a little bit, uh, tiresome just cause it just wasn't a lot of excitement coming out of that game. But Jack Flaherty, we swung and missed 23 times against Jack Flaherty on that Sunday game. And Flaherty a guy that's coming back from injury. He's, you know, looked okay rather than this year at some points. Um, but he was, you know, kind of before that he was a, I would say a Cy Young contender in some way, shape or form. So, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of wonder if, if, you know, maybe his stuff was just kind of playing up a little bit. Um, but, uh, not a great game from the Mariners offense, I would say in this game. Uh, no. Yeah. Only could only could get six hits, but we were able to get three runs off that, um, with, uh, yeah, with, uh, I feel like a broken record, but, um, with the home run off Jared Kelnick, I feel like my highlight of the game was I was sitting next to a guy and Jared Kelnick put that one out and he said, that guy's on fire. And I said, it's beyond fire. I don't know what it is at this point. It's, it's, it's lava. I don't know what it is. It's, it's uh, you tell me what it is, but, um, supernova, supernova, something like that. But, uh, so that was the, that was probably the big highlight of the game for me anyways, coupled with, um, you know, Colton Mm -hmm. Wong coming up with a couple hits. Yeah. Which
0: the Mariners are still having, a tough time with runners in scoring position. Uh, Friday they went two for eight, left uh four on base. Uh, Saturday they went one for seven, left five on base, and then um the real kick in the shorts here. Sunday they only went one for three, left six on base. So yep. we weren't even getting runners into scoring position on Sunday, <clears throat> and you know it just. It was a tough game to watch or tough game to listen to tough game game to watch. And again, they, they did battle back. I give them that they battled back and evened out the game in the third. And then Nolan Gorman came up and hit a home run in the fourth. And you know, sucks to hear. He, it did help my fantasy team. It helped me beat you this week, <laughs> but I, I didn't want it. Um, I didn't want to see it that way. So um, other, other stats here, like I said on Sunday, Cal went over for 4, had 4 Ks. Uh, Teoscar did go over for 4 as well, had 2 Ks. Cal left 5 on base. TL left a person on base. J.P. Um, Crawford went 1 for 4 with 3 Ks. It was a lot of Ks. You know, you count through the Ks, 1, 2, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 14 Ks on Sunday. So it's yep. just... Can't can't win ball games when that happens.
1: So. And uh, the bingo stuck at me. And you've made you've made a point in this in the past, but uh, there was also two points in this game where Colton Wong got a base hit, um, got on base.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Jb Crawford came up and I think struck out. But then um, you know you have a chance with Colton Wong on base and you have a run on first, and you've got your guy up there, Julio, and Julio grounds into a double play. And then I think there was another point in the game where um, I believe Colton Wong, I think he singled and I can't remember if he got caught stealing or what happened, but um, there was a strikeout from JP and then uh, Julio walked runner right on first base. You know, you've got a speedy guy in Julio. You got one of your best hitters and Ty France up at the plate grounds into a double play. Um, it's just. Uh, yep. Those yep. are two moments that were just, uh, I think really momentum stealers in this game where it seems like we could have done something, which is the guys that we had at the plate and we just didn't do it. So, um, I think there were just a couple points where the offense just did not come through from the game, at least that I watched anyways.
0: Uh, if, if my count is correct, Ty France had three ground into double plays this weekend, two on Friday, one on set or one on Sunday. Um, Julio, you know, we haven't been touching on him a lot because he hasn't hasn't been doing much. He went uh one for nine, did have three base on balls, you know, so he did get on base four times this weekend, but um, you know I'm not gonna complain about it being a walk, but I'd like him to hit the ball. I'd like him to hit the ball really far, you know, instead of you know going one for one for nine, which wasn't fun, but, um, yeah, that's about it on Sunday, um, you know, from what we touched on. Um, this kind of segues into the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, I told you last week, Bo, that I was going to start simulating the season as we go on MLB The Show. And um, I started that, you know, I should have started it at the start of the season, and kind of went series by series, kind of like we do the the podcast series by series. Um, but uh, in MLB the show, and I, I'm I'm not taking the reins; I'm just simulating it. Um, the Mariners are twelve and ten in the simulated season. Now, obviously, things have not happened like they have in the real season so far. Um, Robbie Ray has not got hurt, um, and some of these. Uh, some of these games um, had very, very different outcomes than what we saw in real life. Um, For example, we took two or three from the Cardinals this weekend. MLB, the show simulated two losses with the lone win coming on Sunday. Basically flipped both, all three results in the game. Um, Going back to the Cubs series, we swept the Cubs, we took two or three from Milwaukee. We took two or three from Colorado. So we haven't had a sweep yet in the game. Um, but uh, it's kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, kind of the virtual world and see what, what the virtual the virtual world does as opposed to, you know, what's happening in real life. You know, and, and sometimes you see it all the time on, you know, ESPN or maybe MLB Network or, or something. They'll use MLB the show to simulate like big series, like the World Series. They always do a simulation on the World Series, you know. But um, yeah, it's just it's kind of crazy. It's kind of it's kind of weird to see you know guys staying healthy in this in this game because uh, currently the the Mariners do not have um, any injuries in the game yet. I feel like we're fighting the injury bug a little bit in real life.
1: Um, yeah, we're fighting the injury. We're definitely, I think, uh, like is Dylan Moore healthy in the game? Is Taylor Chumel healthy in the game? Like, do we have contributions yep. from yep. those guys? Because, um, I think it's just Ready? as simple as like our bench right now. Our bench production's just been incredibly low, right? Like, our depth, uh, our depth mm-hmm. on our hitting side has just been a challenge. And I think with even Dylan Moore, we would probably be looking a little better on that front, but we just don't have it right now, so. It makes sense. So maybe that's Dylan, maybe that's a picture of like if we had a team at full health, maybe that's what it would be. Maybe that's what it would be. Maybe that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: Uh Dylan Moore in the game, hitting 344 in eleven games. Only had 32 at bats, but uh, you know, leading the Mariners actually in average right now. Uh Taylor, Taylor Trammell um has only had nine at bats, but it's hitting three thirty three. Um Julio's doing a lot better in the game. 321. Um, already has six home runs through the cardinal series. Um, uh, Wong's hit in 288. And then guys like Ty France and gino are, uh, Ty France is G- batting 213, and gino's batting 182. So, and, and Tio's only batting 194. So the middle of the lineup's not looking great. In MLB, the show. Um, pitching wise, uh, Let's see, Robbie Ray, you know, that's the big injury on the pitching side right now. Robbie Ray in the game, one and one, 29 innings, uh, 25 strikeouts to nine walks, 215 ERA, and a uh, a whip under one. He's at a point eight nine whip in four games started. Yes. Um, uh, it, and it's funny... It, uh, it's been flipping a lot of our results and stuff. Justin Topa is on the major league roster. Doesn't look good. 623 ERA. Um, they still have Trevor Gott and uh, Spire down in AAA. They're not on the main roster on this game. Um, but Munoz is another big injury that's happened. He's 0 uh, one uh He's got three saves. 6.35 ERA in the game nice. so yeah kind of kind of kind of weird to see but um yeah and and you'll hate it bo uh the astros are leading the division with within the first 22 games um of the season so.
1: wow okay well astros uh it looks like your don might be going on the il for a neck issue and that's uh it's a pretty big blow for them so um i don't know no I feel like at this point we, uh, um, not to sidebar, but the Rangers, uh, the Rangers look like they might have something there. Um, so something to keep an eye on. How are the How are the Rangers doing in the game?
0: Uh, they were nine and th- nine and thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. They were in fourth. the The Astros were first. The fifteen and seven. The Angels were um, fourteen and ten. Mariners was it were they fourteen and twelve? 10? Fourteen and eight. Sorry. Um Mariners were twelve and ten. Rangers were um, ten and twelve. And Ash. the Athletics were like six and whatever, six and eighteen.
1: The the Las Vegas A's. The Las Vegas A's.
0: The soon to be Las Vegas A's, they are gonna complete their move by what did What did old Manfred say? Uh, 2027. 2027. I wonder if
1: they're going to play in Oakland in the next next year. I don't know where they're going to play. Maybe they'll find it. Maybe they might play at like the AAA stadium in Las Vegas, but we'll see.
0: Did you hear that? um, The A's fans are planning a, like not a sit in, but they're putting something, something together where they're going to try to fill the stadium.
1: Yeah, they're uh, going to try show, some sort show of some MLB sort of boycott that... or something, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but the boycott is they're going to fill the stadium, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Very wild actually. Hopefully none of, the, you know, none of the fans that go to the game that day get attacked by that uh possum that we scene seen <laughs> in the uh in the media Ugh. booth cuz uh
1: possums are scary, dude. Possums are possums are scary things, man. Seeing them seeing them in real life, they're scary, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the series coming up they're off on Monday we're shooting on Monday so they're off on Monday but they're heading off to start a big road trip and they are going to Philadelphia to play the Phillies starting Tuesday um, God that that series is I think going to be a good one because the Phillies um, kind of like the Cardinals this season not really doing well very much underperforming for the talent that they have on the roster. And I, I feel like their, their pitching staff has been a pretty big factor in that. And we're seeing, we're not seeing the big two for Philly when we go to Philly. Um, we will not see Zach Wheeler or Aaron Nola on our way to Philadelphia.
1: That's right. Yeah. We get the three, four, five guys from, from Philadelphia. So um uh, Baby Falter, will go against Logan Gilbert on the Tuesday game. Uh, Marco, I'll take on uh, an old friend, Taywan Walker, on the Wednesday game, um, and then it'll end with George Kirby and uh, Matt Strom. Um, I think an interesting note on the on those bookends is that Baby Falter and Matt Strom are are both left-handers, so I think what to watch there is just. Um, as if Kalanick, if, if Kalanick Kelnick gets to bat, um, where he's going to be slotted in at the lineup. And if he's going to be, I would imagine they're probably going to put him in there regardless, but it'd also be interesting to see how he does against those guys. Cause he's going to get a number of at-bats against those left-handers. So, um, certainly something to watch there. Um, I think, uh, we'll see Cal Raleigh bat from the right side. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that this, this will be a big series for Julio. Um. That's kind of where mm. I'm that's kind of the guy that I'm rooting for a lot in this series. Just he's gonna get some good at bats from you know guys that are throwing left handed and gonna be able to see the ball a lot better. So really hopeful that Julio um can kind of break through in this series. Um and then also hopeful that Marco can continue um his uh his stretch of really good games pitched. Um that would be the that would be the kind of the I'm gonna definitely watch that um Wednesday game a lot. Um much Wednesday game a little harder. Um, always been a fan of Taiwan Walker, so it'll be fun to see him again. Um, and then, mm. uh, yeah, then our two young guys, Logan and George, on those bookends will be fun as well. Um,
0: yep, uh, it, with with just the pitchy matchups, if you don't look at anything else, you look at these pitchy matchups, and this is a series the Mariners can come out at least two or three. You know, they this series can bring them back over five hundred. Um, you know, we just need the offense to come around. Um, they're not going to be playing in a pitcher's park. I, I wouldn't call Philadelphia a pitchers park, right? I call it more of a hitter park.
1: Um, Philadelphia. I'm trying to think Philadelphia is more of a, All right, we can look it up real quick. We have the capabilities to do that. Um, yeah, why no, you, it, it's, it's, it's off more. It's, up, offensive. it's it's more of an offensive park. Yep.
0: Yeah. 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 So we're not going to be playing in T-Mobile where, you know, offensively we can become a kind of an avatros, but like, uh, you know, Philadelphia, we're going to go, and we're going to be able to hit a lot of balls out, you know? Um, and we're going to have to, I feel like we're going to have to score some runs because the, even without Reese Hoskins, the Philadelphia Phillies are a, a very good team offensively.
1: Yeah. Without Reese Hoskins, um, and Bryce Harper.
0: Right. Um, is Bryce Harper out? I have not been following Bryce Harper too much this season, which is saying a lot for me because I, I do like Bryce Harper.
1: Bryce Harper had Tommy John surgery, if I remember correctly. So um he's working his way back. He right. sounds like he might end up coming back as a first baseman. Who knows? But, Um, you know, I think Kyle Schwarber is still the big guy to look out for in this lineup coupled with, uh, Trey Turner. Um, Trey Turner is probably going to cause chaos in the base pass. So, and Brandon Marsh is having a really good season. So, um, there's definitely a couple of, a couple guys in this lineup, um, to keep an eye out for JT rule um, having a little slower to the start to the season, but, um, we'll see how, uh, we'll see how our guys can keep them at bay. Um, but then going on the left-hander, theme that they've had thus far they have three left-handers in the bullpen so a little bit different there so um yeah jared's gonna get a lot of time against those guys um and so i think coupled with that those left-handers i look for aj pollock julio to have big series those are the two guys that i'm kind of keeping an eye on that hopefully they uh have a little bit of a little bit of a breakout um you know I, pollock's already had a little bit of that thus far julio's obviously been still good but hoping for a big series from them um upcoming Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: It'll be a fun series to watch. And, uh, I'm definitely, it's, it's a appointment television on Wednesday to catch that Marco and Taiwan game. Um, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see Marco continue the, the upwards trend that we are, are seeing out of him. You know, um, I want to be wrong with Marco. I I really, really, really want to be wrong with Marco from my, my preseason comments. So, yeah. Well, that's our show for the day, unless you've got anything else to touch on before we stop talking about the Phillies.
1: Nope. Uh, I guess closing note, T-Mobile was, uh, it was a little chilly on Sunday, but T-Mobile, um, it's beautiful as always We're getting ready for the all-star game, lots of all-star game stuff up. So, um, you got to get over here maybe before the season, before the all-star game, some point you got to get over here. Um, but it's, I know uh, we keep,
0: we keep saying that I, I got to find some time. I don't know, it's, it's convincing the, the old wife to uh, let me go over to Seattle because, you know, she actually might want to go now. She had, you know, we went to the uh, season finale last year against the uh, Detroit Tigers with you, and she had a lot of fun. She had more fun than the first time we went. Good, good. You know, so, um, you know, she, she doesn't like, and it's like most people, she doesn't like watching um, – baseball on tv but when it comes to the end game you know in person product um she definitely has fun with it so you might see us a couple times over there with you. well
1: if you can't make it we still got we're gonna we have the all-star game so we at least have that but uh there you go we do
0: have the all-star game we do have the all-star game i i did warn our friend cody you know prepare to buy a lot of baseball cards you know the top truck is going to be at the all-star game i know We've probably got plans to go hit up at least one or two card shops, um, baseball card shops, while we're over there. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Saving, saving a little bit of change to, uh, you know, my maybe buy a, a signature card.
1: Oh, nice! I like it. I, I like it. it. Yep, yep, so. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, that's been our show for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond. Thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys on Friday.